Typically, properties that require full reposition have below market rents, deferred maintenance, and there may be some issues or some challenges on the property. And so being able to go in and reposition is a heavy lift, but it takes skilled operators to do so. And I'm excited that I've worked with skilled operators to do just that. Are you ready to change your life? Welcome to the Multifamily Investor Ladies Podcast, sponsored by Freedom Capital Investments. Your host, Linda Brooks, is a dynamic multifamily investor syndicator with a portfolio valued at over $20 million and growing. Join her on her journey as she shows you it's never too late to get started in multifamily real estate investing. And she'll show you how to do it successfully as a passive investor. And now, here is your host, Linda Brooks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Multifamily Investor Ladies podcast. I'm Linda Brooks, your host, and I'm so glad you've tuned in today. I also want to thank and commend you for making the all-important decision to learn more about how to become an educated passive investor in the commercial real estate market. Well, today we have a special episode in store for you. Joining me is Joe Danza. You all remember him from episode 11. He was our guest for our special Memorial Day episode. And Joe's going to serve as our host today. And as we discuss a year in review of the Multifamily Investor Ladies podcast and myself as your host, Joe is going to serve as the interviewer and he's going to interview me as we provide you some highlights on what we have going on. And we've got lots to talk about. So Joe, thanks so much for being back here with us and coming on as our host today. So glad to have you. Thank you for having me back. I'm thrilled to be here. And I am thrilled for you to be here. (laughs) (laughs) So Joe, take it away. So let's dive into this. So what have you been up to this year? What haven't I been up to is the question. I mean, we have accomplished and done so much this year. If someone would have told me at the beginning of the year that I'd be where I am right now, I would have told them that they couldn't possibly be telling the truth. But I'm truly grateful for all the experiences that I've had. So to give a quick summary of what that was for 2021, we launched the Multifamily Investor Ladies podcast. We launched it in March. It's something that we'd been incubating for a few months in 2020 towards the latter part of the year. And we set a goal to launch it in March and we did. And let me tell you, the listeners have been phenomenal. They've been so supportive. We've gotten great feedback, not most importantly, but importantly, we have met some amazing people in the folks that we've interviewed. We've had an opportunity to have discussions on things like mindset and lifestyle design and asset classes. But most importantly, is educating our passive investor listeners so that when opportunities come for them to invest in deals, they are knowledgeable in the decision-making. So that has been an incredible, incredible journey through this last year. Also, we've had the privilege of investing in a few properties in one of my favorite markets, Columbia, South Carolina. In 2020, actually, we closed on the first one, 146 units in Columbia, South Carolina, That property was a full reposition and the team is just amazing. And we've worked through and managed through COVID and we're continuing to push forward in driving that property to get our investors the returns that we promised them. And then late last year or mid last year, rather, we invested in yet another deal, 132 units in the same market. That one was a traditional value add. It's been performing amazingly. 
And the partner and the team on that deal is just incredible. They are absolutely incredible and happy to be in relationship with them as well as my partners on the first deal. So that's what we've been doing for the last year between managing those two deals and maintaining the podcast, not to mention, as you know, my fellow comrade in arms, (laughs) I'm proud to announce to our listeners that I was recently promoted to major. In the Congratulations. United- thank you. Thank you. In the United States Army Reserve. And so just the work, as you know, my fellow major, <laughs> the work that led up to getting to that promotion does not come lightly. So just tons of accomplishments and things to be grateful for as we close out 2021. Wow. That was an action packed year for sure. <laughs> so moving on, what do you have in the pipeline? I am so glad you asked that question. (laughs) So what we have in the pipeline, which I'm super excited to announce, is that we just signed a PSA for yet another property in one of my favorite markets, Columbia, South Carolina. This one is 113 unit property in downtown Columbia, South Carolina. It is the Land Bank Lofts. And we are so excited about this property. I can't wait to tell you all about it. So do tell more. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So typically when we go into a market, we look to pick up at least three properties because it gives us an opportunity to leverage our resources in that market and take advantage of economies of scale and operational efficiencies. And so by picking up this third property, we're able to do that. This particular property, as I mentioned, is a 113-unit property. It is in downtown Columbia, South Carolina. It was a former bank that is now... Yeah, so the architecture... to the bank. (laughs) Exactly, (laughs) that's the plan. (laughs) So the architecture is just beautiful, and it has been masterfully restored, and it's in a fantabulous location as it sits right in the heart of downtown, directly across the street from a major healthcare employer, right down the block from the University of South Carolina. It is in like the most spectacular location that you could possibly expect. And we're so, so excited about what we're able to go in there and do. And we're so looking forward to closing and being able to execute our business plan and share on the earnings with our investors. So that's the next question in my segue is, what is your business plan on this deal? (laughs) Excellent question. So this particular deal, unlike the first two I mentioned, one's a reposition, one's a traditional value add. This one is a core asset, which means that it has less value add required to get the property up to a certain level in order to generate the types of returns that we're looking for. This being a core asset, We have stable tenants in the property. The property is currently 98% occupied. So we have stable tenants in the property. It's generating cash flow from day one, and it doesn't have any deferred maintenance that we have to tend to. It literally just requires some light value add to get it to where we want it to be. So what we're going to do is we're going to do it from an amenity perspective, right? We're going to take that business plan and we're going to execute more of an amenity upgrade package to address the lifestyle and the comfort level of the tenants. Included in that is we're introducing a smart home technology package. We are going to install Amazon lockers in the main entry and the uh, central location for the homeowners. We are going to, interestingly enough, even though it's in downtown Columbia, South Carolina, we are going to install a dog park. Many of the tenants in the building have pets. 
and to be able to have a dog park on the property for them to care for their pets in downtown is amazing. And one may question, how are you going to put a dog park downtown? But we've seen it done and it works very, very well in major cities like New York City. And so we're going to add that amenity and that value to our tenants that live there. And then we're going to implement a water conservation program where we're going to go in and we're going to update like the front, the fixtures and the end products of our plumbing that allows for low flow of water, which allows for a reduction of costs as it pertains to the tenants being able to use water. And those reduction of costs will flow directly to our bottom line, which we're able to share and provide to our investors. So we are super excited about being able to implement this light value add plan. I was talking to a syndicator a couple of weeks back and I was telling her about this business plan and she's in the midst of a traditional value add. And she's like, oh, I wish that we had an improvement business plan that looked more like an amenity plan like we're doing versus a true value add, a traditional value add. And so I know if she's listening, she's going to strangle me (laughs) when she talks to me. But when I think about the opportunity that we have ahead before us and having gone through and in the process of going through a reposition and a traditional value add, this is actually pretty, pretty exciting. So I'm definitely happy about it. That sounds like an awesome opportunity. So I know everybody loves Amazon, anything Amazon, (laughs) you know, it's an addiction. It Um, is. (laughs) So you mentioned a lot of different terms about different property types. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the repositions, the core properties, and the true value add strategies to kind of help us understand what that means? Absolutely. So a reposition is when an operator is going in and they're literally required to address deferred maintenance, interior upgrades, and literally intentionally working to not just improve the physical and amenity appearance of the building, but address any deferred maintenance, but also through that process, work to change the dynamics of the tenant base to raise the property up to another level such that it warrants an increase in the rents so that we're able to charge market rents. Because typically properties that require full reposition have below market rents, deferred maintenance, and there may be some issues or some challenges on the property. And so being able to go in and reposition is a heavy lift but it takes skilled operators to do so. And I'm excited that I've worked with skilled operators to do just that. With regard to a traditional value add, it may have, in that instance, it may have less deferred maintenance, but there will be some. And then there's also interior updates to the units that may need to be done. You may have an opportunity to introduce uh, RUBS, a reimbursement program for your utilities. You may be able to add certain revenue generating amenities like a washer and dryer, a laundry room, or something that would warrant an increase in the rent. And again, by doing that, it actually raises the rent, but you don't have as much deferred maintenance as you would in a reposition. And your tenant base, you may have a more stable tenant base. And while you expect some turnover with those updates, you're not looking to change the complete demographic of your tenant base. And then with a core asset, What that is, is you typically don't have any deferred maintenance at all. You may have some, but it's very little. And your tenant base is higher. Your occupancy rates may be higher depending on how the rent is compared to market. It's an asset such that it's generating revenue right out the gate. And any improvements that you make to the property are generally an amended amenity perspective so that you're improving the quality of life and convenience of your tenant. So generally, depending on which asset 
type you have determines your risk versus your reward or your returns. So typically, the more riskier the investment, the higher the returns, the less riskier your investment, the lower your returns. So wait, so did I hear that right? That we're going to get value add returns with a core property? Oh, I didn't say that, but yes, (laughs) you did interpret that correctly. That's absolutely right. So because this property is a core property, but it's performing so well, it's in a fabulous, spectacular location. It's in a top tier growth market. I mean, there are opportunities for us to increase rents organically, right? Without any improvements or amenities added to the property. And because of that, we're able to offer our investors returns that they would typically see in a traditional value add, as opposed to a core product, which at times the returns can be slightly lower because it's a more stable asset. So yes. Wow. It sounds like a great opportunity for your listeners to invest in. Yes, it is. (laughs) So why don't you tell us why it's a good opportunity for a passive investor? It is a good opportunity for a passive investor for a few reasons. The one that comes top of mind is the tax benefits, of course. We had an episode on the tax benefits of multifamily real estate investing back at episode three. So if you haven't listened to it, go back and take a listen. And as we close out 2021 and begin to prep for 2022, investing in this type of an asset will introduce those tax savings to us next year, right? But it allows us as we start having our 2022 tax planning conversations with our CPAs to factor in the type of savings we can expect from investing in this deal. So that's reason number one. Reason number two, as we all know, people will always need some place to live. Housing in this country has been and continues to be a shortage, right? So there's no more land to add to these hairy continents, the United States. So we can only build on existing land, renovate what we have, or continue to build up, but not out. And so because folks will always need housing, this is a stable opportunity for investors to park their funds while they're earning solid earnings over the life of the asset. In addition, it allows them to diversify their portfolio. Some savvy investors invest in cryptocurrency. They may invest in stocks. They may invest in single family homes. Multifamily allows a diversification of their portfolio where it is also serving as passive income. Those are fantastic opportunities for any investor. And I think with steady returns in this type of market, You need those type of returns. You absolutely do. So do you think multifamily helps uh, hedge inflation? It does. It absolutely does. I think that it's because it tends to grow from an appreciation perspective at a rate that's higher than inflation. And again, it's money that's invested in a physical asset where in the right neighborhood, which this property is, with the right experience, which this property will offer, is someplace that's desirable for people that would want to and potentially need to live there. So yes, it definitely hedges inflation. That's great. I think these are all key benefits for any investor who's looking to diversify their portfolio in 22. I know my company, we're always looking to diversify and real estate is just one of those assets that continue to perform year after year and everybody needs, as you say, a place to live. Yes, we do. We most certainly and absolutely do. So as we wrap this up, how can your listeners find out more information about this deal? Absolutely. So listeners, as you know, and just in case for those of you that don't, 
You can reach me through the podcast website, which is multifamilyinvestorladies.com. If you click on get on the mill list and you contact me through that site, I will follow up with you to answer any questions that you may have, to address any particulars with regard to the deal. And we can talk about what your interest level and your investment goals are. And I would be happy to do so. Also, we are planning to host a podcast, an investment seminar, so that we're not a podcast, I'm sorry, a webinar. Thank you. (laughs) An investment webinar just to give you more information about the opportunity, give you the timeline in terms of closing, allow those of you to get more information, ask some questions and make your soft commitments. And so we'll host that on December 20th. But if you contact me at multifamilyinvestorladies.com, I'll be able to put out and share with you the exact time and share the link with you so that you can register and join. And we'd love to have you and are excited to address any questions that you have. Wow. This was an action-packed podcast for sure. So I want to wish everybody Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Thank you. And we want to wish that to you too, Joe. And we want to thank you for coming back on and hosting today and interviewing me. (laughs) Thank you for having me. My pleasure. I mean, I don't often get to be interviewed. So to have my colleague both in arms and in real estate be able to do that is definitely a gift. So thank you very much. And to all of our listeners, again, I always want to thank you for supporting us as you have and just being a part of the Multifamily Investor Ladies podcast community, wishing you a happy and healthy and prosperous holiday season and new year. And I look forward to seeing you at the top. Thank you all for joining us today. If you enjoyed today's episode, please go ahead and give us a five-star rating on your favorite listening platform. And if you like what you hear, find it helpful and want to learn more, go ahead and hit subscribe. To learn more about investment opportunities and join the Multifamily Investor Ladies community, visit us on our website at multifamilyinvestorladies.com. And remember, it's never too late to get started in multifamily real estate investing with the Multifamily Investor Ladies. Thanks a mil for listening. For more information about today's episode, learn more about passive multifamily real estate investing or to reach Linda directly, visit us on the web at multifamilyinvestorladies.com. Thanks a mil for joining the Multifamily Investor Ladies podcast, sponsored by Freedom Capital Investments. Your host, Linda Brooks, reminds you it's never too late to get started on your multifamily real estate investment journey, and she'll show you how to do it successfully as a passive investor. We'll see you next time.